Yep, to reach the unreachable stars, to reach the unreachable quest. That's what we got here, folks. The Ivy League of Domestic Terrorism. Yep, that's what we have here. The unreachable goal. Mental midgets that are flocking around our country and working with the Ivy League of Terror to weaken the system of our democracy. Welcome to Al Police Radio. I'm your host, Alpha Mike, and transmitting from an undisclosed location here in Tampa Bay, where the weather this morning was 34 degrees, so much for global warming. Guess that's not working out either. We will cover in this new series, the Ivy League of Domestic Terrorism, we're going to look at maybe three or four shows. And I want you to really peel your ear to what we're discussing, what we're talking about. This is so important, and it really breaks down to things that are happening on an everyday, and people are just not picking it up. Let me repeat that. It's all about things that are happening every day and people are not picking up the signs of what's going on. One of those signs are transmitted daily by the media. And the media constantly tell us what they want us to know. What they don't want us to know, they won't talk about. And... As you may have known, if they're really desperate, they'll just make it up. Gotta have coffee when you're doing the podcast. Now, what am I getting at? I'm getting at the fabric of this country is being torn down by the wacko left. That they're so left, they're socialistic in their behavior. And we're going to look in this series how they have infiltrated 
law enforcement at the federal, state, and local levels. Not all, but most. And how the hell does that affect the law enforcement officer on patrol? We'll get into all that. But before we get into it, I have a segment I want you to hear. And of course, we're going to place it on our website. It's already there, but we're going to highlight it so you can see it on lpoliceradio.com. And I'll, I'll kind of break down what's occurring here. What we have is a gentleman, uh, there's some type of demonstration going on, and he's walking down the block. He doesn't even know what's going on. And as he approaches the intersection on the sidewalk, he's met by a bunch of demonstrators which have their arms stretched out and they're not allowing anybody to pass. So in an effort not to go all the way around the block, he respectfully asked, can I walk through? And and the response from these vermin, these evildoers, is no. What's so upsetting on this video feed is that a police, he calls a police officer over and he tells him, uh, sir, uh, police officer, excuse me, I'm trying to walk by and they won't let me walk by. And the officer comes over to the crowd of demonstrators and he says something to the effects of you can't block the right, the passage or the sidewalk, something similar to that. They proceed to ignore what the officers just told them and gave them their rendition to the citizen trying to go down the block, which was no, go away. And sadly, in order to avoid any further conflict, the citizen walks away and goes the long way. This is a bunch of you-know-what. You can't stack it up so far. This fertilizer is getting out of control. So we want to play a little bit of it. And again, you can see the video feed on our website, lpoliceradio.com. So let's go to the video feed. Are you listening to this garbage? Did you even hear? 
Did you pay attention? Did you pick it up? He had to walk around. The bottom line. They're not listening to him. They don't care what he has to say. This is their movement. They own the block. They own everything. Carry your rear end around the block, and that's the end of it. And he did it in front of the cops, and nobody cares. Now, these goofs, and that's a, an actual title I'll give them. These goofs are as educated as my pet guinea pig. For them to pull this off, for them to know exactly what to do legally, they have to go to school. And that school is the Ivy League of stupidity. And the biggest domestic terrorist in this nation carry law bar cards. They're attorneys. That's who they are. Now, some attorneys are good. <laughs> Not attorney hating. But some purposely, vindictively, and excitedly do bad. They educate these bird brains on demonstrations, what's legal and what's not legal. And again, I'm not hating on attorneys, but the truth be told, that's how they're getting away with it. Now, recently, um, maybe a couple of months ago, they've kind of like ceased their activity all of a sudden. Antifa, the other commie group that dresses all in black and goes around beating up citizens, you know that group? They, because of, they call you fascists, but they, they're dressing up and acting like fascists, but you're the fascists, which is another political left tactic. Uh, they call everybody names, but then you look at them or they look at themselves in the mirror and everything they're accusing everybody else of, they, they are exactly that. And we won't say anything about perverted senators. Ah! We'll leave it at that. But this group, Antifa, which is now kind of silent, it's got into hiding because the Justice Department recently said it's going to start doing civil rights investigations. And they should apply RICO statutes on them. That's right. Because it's organized crime. These idiots are being bussed in from other states. They're being told what the script is. Beat the crap out of citizens. Okay? So there's no way that any of that is legal. They're being paid for their activity. It's all about connecting the dots, of forming the grand jury, presenting the evidence, getting the indictment, and making the arrest. And when little Timmy and Johnny gotta go to jail or prison, then some of this will stop. But who pulls that off? Well, I'm, I'm sure within the payolid system and the organized system and all the systems that are out there, there are lawyers. God knows that some of these activists 
and that's what we'll call them, for failure to call them thugs, have visited the former president at the White House hundreds, and I, I, didn't, I didn't mess that up, hundreds of times. So they kind of had a pass before, and now they don't. So as a result, they've organized, and they're getting worse and worse. And they're totally unhinged. They're, they're doing whatever they want. Now, like I've, I've said, as of um, probably October of 2017, they've gone into somewhat hiding limbo because of the Justice Department's announcement of an investigation. And that's what they should do. This is long overdue. All this baloney that's going on is long overdue. But real investigations, not the, not the BS investigations, that nobody gets arrested and nothing ever happens. Real investigations, locking people up, convicting them of their crimes, and then people know how to act. They don't know how to act because there's no examples on how to act. So I encourage the Justice Department in what they're doing. On in this series, we're going to look at some of these groups, how they're funded, and most importantly, how they are infiltrating the law enforcement circle. There is no doubt that this group and a lot of other groups have a socialist agenda. Now, how do you define a socialist from a communist? Well, a communist was a socialist until you didn't want to do what they wanted, then they became communist. Or better said, a communist is a socialist with a gun. Get the point? So look at all the countries that are socialist and have turned into communist and ask their citizens how good, how that's working out for them. And to know that there's a large segment of buffoons in this country that are actually looking at certain candidates that profess openly a socialist agenda for this country, that have professed openly communism, that have professed openly and gone to communist countries. You know, they walk around with their Che Guevara uh, T-shirts, you know, that's it, buddy. Yeah. These, they're potheads. I, you know, I could just go on and on and on with insults and name-calling, but the bottom line is they're no good for America. They don't embrace what the country stands for, the flag, the anthem, military service, courageous service, law enforcement service. They don't stand for any of that, law, principles, none of that. What they stand for is a socialist agenda. And all socialist agenda sound good in the beginning. Oh, yeah, they do, buddy. People can't wait to sign up for them. But then all of a sudden, there's this thing that happens in the middle of your socialist agenda, and it becomes restrictive. No, 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 no. You can't have all of that. You've got to share with all the other people. Sorry. You used to be able to get that amount. You can't get it now. And those restrictions start popping up more and more and more. And when the citizenry 
starts to get concerned and maybe a little vocal and try to stand up for their rights, <laughs> the socialist quickly becomes a communist. And now we're not telling you, we're not asking you to do it, we're telling you to do it. And that's how the socialist agenda works. And you can only go 90 miles and look at that freaking mess that they got down there in Cuba. And we'll discuss that in this series. Did a long history uh, study, historical study on it, and some of the mistakes that were made, and some of the mistakes that were made in other places, and we're kind of like repeating the same mistakes. So, you know, if you don't learn from someone else's mistakes, shame on you. But this is crucial to our form of government and our, fo our form of law enforcement. Now, of course, they want to erode and destroy the law enforcement fabric because they want to replace it. One of the topics that the socialist, communist Bolsheviks have for our country is a national police force, that buffoonery. Why? Well, which one's easier? Controlling 18,000 agencies or just one? So it's easier. They control one agency. Everybody's under the same freaking umbrella. And all of a sudden, I start rewriting the script on you. And you've been degraded to a mental midget in a uniform. So it's a slow process. I've said for quite a while there's a sinister agenda over at the FBI. And as that starts to become more demasked, dismasked, on who the buffoons over there are, it's alarming that how high this has reached, the level of corruption, the level of looking the other way. I don't know about you, but I get tired of these certain in, uh, elites getting away with freaking murder, left and right. Whoever, whatever name you want to put to it, go ahead and put to it. But I'm tired of it because me and you, the little guy listening to this, are not going to get away with it. Go ahead. Go speak to the FBI about anything and lie. See what happens to you. <laughs> Let me know how that worked out for you. But some of these other people, man, do whatever they want. Do whatever they want. So it's going into our government through the legislation, through the Congress, Senate, governors, mayors, county commissioners. All these individuals now are corrupt by a way of thinking. And very intelligently, the socialist Bolsheviks have infiltrated a form of government. You know, J. Edgar Hoover, when he was director of the FBI, he did everything in his power to make sure that the communists uh, never reached the level of any importance in this country, and they were kind of kicked to the curb. And so they figured out another way how to do this, a covert way. Well, they simply took away a political group that was so out of the picture, they lost their political agenda. And that's our friends, like they like to be called on the left, <laughs> K 
can it be more freaking obvious? Our Democratic Party. And they have lost it with all these leftist agendas and, and, and a lot of Democrats feel displaced now. They're like, well, wait a minute. Where's the party that I used to be a part of? It's gone, buddy. It's been overthrown by a bunch of leftists. And now through that political affiliation and all the blind little squirrels over in government, they just follow what the party says. And the party's got cockroaches in its freaking head. So therefore, I'm starting to paint the picture of what's going on. To elaborate, elaborate a little bit better, uh, recently there was a terror attack in New York City in the train station. And this is a little bit on the lengthy side, but I want you to hear this press conference. There are three individuals, well, actually four individuals we're going to look at. We're going to look at Governor, Governor Domo, Mayor Big Bird, the confidential informant that's being highly paid, and a government hack. And these four quacks uh, are doing a press conference moments after a terrorist attack, maybe an hour later. They're, right, they're on top of the freaking scene doing the press conference. And I've got probably 15 points I want to make because I want to educate you on how to listen to these buffoons when they speak. So let's, let's roll it. There was an explosion. Uh, the police commissioner will go over the details. It was a minor, it was a, an effectively low-tech device. Uh, there were several uh, injuries, we hope minor, um, and uh, it was handled extraordinarily well. There was a disruption in train service and bus service while uh, a sweep was being done. That's all being restored now, as you'll hear from Joe Loda. The uh, subway station, subway service, except at 42nd Street, is being restored. The Port Authority bus terminal is reopened, so buses will be running uh, once again. Thank you very much, Governor. Now, that was uh, Governor Domo, and he gave his rendition to any, this is moments after the terrorist attack, and he gave his rendition of what's occurring, and he gave a lot of logistics out for any counter cells out there to know what's going on. These are the buffoons in charge, Governor Domo. And this idiot, uh, I mean, he would look better if he grew a little beard, a little mustache, wore a green beret, okay? He looked like Che. Then he'd get more, uh, probably a couple more votes and stuff like that. But this individual comes out and he says, here's some key words here in this, in what you just heard. Minor, sometimes a minor little terrorist attack, okay? Low tech, it's very low tech. Now all of a sudden this idiot works for the alcohol, tobacco, and firearms. This is um, an hour after the freaking event. It's minor, it's a minor, minor little gadget they had, and a little minor device, minor injuries, nothing really happened, okay? 
and everything's back to normal. We're restoring all services, nothing for you to see here. Now, there's, there's, I understand the logic be, be behind getting all of the services up and running. Remind you that this press conference is happening just above where the attack took place. So they're disrupting all law enforcement responses to the area because these squirrels got to get out there and they've got to cover on the scene. But you notice one thing. None of the political hacks will tell you who the guy is. The cops, let the cop do that. We're not going to do that. Okay? So let's listen to Mayor Big, Big Bird now. This, this ought to be fun for a couple of minutes. When we hear of an extremely unsettling. And let's be also clear, this was an attempted terrorist attack. Thank God the perpetrator did not achieve his ultimate goal. Thank God our first responders were there so quickly to address the situation to make sure people were safe. Thank God the only injuries as we know at this point were minor. But I agree 100% with the governor's point that choice of New York is always for a reason because we're beacons of the world and we actually show that society of many faiths and many backgrounds can work and we show that democracy can work and our enemies want to undermine that. The terrorists want to undermine that. So they yearn to attack New York City. But New York City is blessed with the finest law enforcement. And what our first responders did today was another example, the ability to address the situation quickly, contain it, and make sure people are safe. Let me just say, it's very important for my fellow New Yorkers to know, there are no additional known incidents at this time. There are no additional known activities. We will wait for a fuller investigation, of course, by the NYPD and the MTA police and Port Authority police and FBI. But at this point in time, all we know of is one individual who, thank God, was unsuccessful in his aims. You listen to this, Burberry? No credible and specific threats against New York City at this time. But we will give you more information, of course, as the investigation unfolds. Uh, the first responders responded brilliantly. Now the mission of the NYPD is to secure all major transit hubs and uh, major sites in this city. So you'll see expanded NYPD presence today all over the city. Uh, New Yorkers have come to understand when you see our specialized forces, when you see those long guns and those highly trained officers, that's something that should be reassuring to you. It means NYPD is on full alert and out in force, and that means you're safe. Uh, finally, want to say, the governor invoked that phrase, we can't say it enough times. When you see something, say something. This is the difference maker. We've seen it time and again. When an everyday New Yorker sees something that doesn't make sense, hears something, sees a package, gets a feeling that something's wrong, don't hold it to yourself. Tell a police officer. They are the ones who can take the information and act on it. It's so important to speak up because you could be saving many lives by doing so. I'll finish by saying this. This is the most resilient place on earth. We've proven it time and time again. We proved it. Uh, 
just over a month ago. We proved it on 9-11. We're going to prove it again today. The terrorists will not win. We're going to keep being New Yorkers. Let's get back to work. Thank you. You hear this before? Did you did you hear this? Freaking, it's a shame. This bird brain, I got a whole list of things on him. But uh, this is one of our socialist mayors that um, another one that should walk around with a half a beard and a green beret. He'd fit right in. And maybe, they, you know, they don't have the Sierra uh, Mountains over there. Um or anything big, so they have to do it, I guess, in Central Park. But Mayor Burbrain, uh, first thing he says is, uh, New Yorkers' lives depend on the subway. Really, you you want to point our our foreign little uh, followers of terror to the direction they need to go? Attempted terror attack. Attempted, attempted. Does this moron know that it actually detonated, it went off? Whether accidental or not, he's saying attempted. This is the this is the leader of the city of New York that the citizens there voted for. Attempted. Now, I know what you're thinking. Well, he means, you know, attempted because a lot of more people could have been dead. Could have, but it was a terror attack. Minor. Well, God is merciful. But it was a terror attack. He goes on and he talks about the finest law enforcement in, in, in the country, in the NYPD, and, and, and a police department which he's degraded slowly but surely, killing it. This is the guy that just recently announced a Dunkin' Donut coupon for criminals. What the hell? What did he say? No, you can't. You gotta be kidding me. Let me say it again. He's announced just recently a Dunkin' Donut coupon or gift card to criminals as they get released, fill out a survey of how it went for them during the criminal justice system. And you get a $15 Dunkin' Donut gift card. This is the buffoon in charge. Freaking sad. I feel sorry for the 9 million people that live in New York City. Okay? He goes on. He talks about the long guns. And there's some other buffoonery he talked about. But, you know, he, he says that this, you know, one individual. So... He's already, this is an hour after the incident, determined there's only one guy in, and there's nobody else. Nobody else. You know, just one little old, one, one little guy, that's all. But he won't name him. So we got Governor Domo and Mayor Big Bird still have not named the guy. We got to wait for the confidential informant to tell us who he is. But he does talk about long guns because he wants to reassure all leftist socialists that live in New York City that when you're alarmed and see those horrifying rifles, which we'll call long guns, they're, they're a little longer than the regular ones, they won't go off automatically and kill somebody because a highly trained police officer is holding it. These are the same ones that are trying to take your long gun away from you. 
It's so freaking sad. These people are running agencies. They're running governments. They're, they're, they're telling the cops what to do and how to do it. Do you think that the confidential informant wanted to race to the freaking scene to do a press conference within the hour? Now you might be wondering why William Bratton, the former commissioner of New York City, isn't there anymore. He wasn't going to ruin his 48-year career. Hell with that. Hey, you want the spot? Yeah, you got it. Here are the keys. I left them over there in the drawer. And he's out of there. This is the buffoons that, you know, you see this stuff and you, you can't make it up. You can't make it up. You can't. There's no way in the world anybody with a rational form of thinking would believe you if they didn't, if they didn't know it, that, you know, it came out on the news. So they, they basically break it down for us and then there's this issue about uh, how many terror attacks since 9-11, and he makes a point that, you know, yeah, it's a one, you know, slight little thing that happened here since 9-11. And there have been others that they have stopped way before they even became to fruition through investigations. But they're happening on this bird brain's watch because he's weak. He's weak. We got Cinderella in charge of New York City. He's weakening the police department. See how the socialist agenda and the leftist agenda creep in and they destroy your way of life. It won't be long before you got to go all the way around. Sorry, you can't walk down the street. And this is a reality of what's happened. Okay, let's take a quick... Uh, other segment, and we're going to listen to the confidential informant. Hold on, con confidential informant. All right, these are uh, the preliminary facts. So this just, it just happened a couple hours ago, so you have to understand these are preliminary facts. At approximately 7.20 in a below-ground walkway, which connects the IND line at 4.2 and 8th Avenue with the uh, IRT line at 4.2 and 7th, and that's the shuttle at Times Square and uh, the one, two, and three train. Police were called to a reported explosion. Responding units found an injured 27-year-old male. We've identified him as Ikeed Ula, A-K-A-Y-E-D-U-L-L-A-H. He had burns and wounds to his body. Preliminary investigation at the scene indicates this male was wearing an improvised low-tech explosive device attached to his body. He intentionally detonated that device. Looks like there are three other people in the immediate area also sustained minor injuries, but uh, Dan Nigro is going to talk about that. The subject was placed in custody and transported to Bellevue Hospital. Immediate police response to the scene included members of the Transit Bureau, Emergency Service Division, Bomb Squad, Counterterrorism, MTA Police, State Troopers, and the FBI's Joint Terrorist Task Force. In addition, the NYPD Strategic Response Group and Critical Response Command we're assigned to other key transportation hubs and other locations throughout the city measures. This incident was captured on transit system video. A further review and interview of witnesses is underway. A thorough background investigation into Ikeyed Ula is being conducted by the Joint Terrorist Task Force. We are asking anyone who may have any information about this individual or incident to call the terror hotline. That's 888-NYC-SAFE. Just as the governor said, and as the mayor said, we are New Yorkers. We don't live in fear. 
If you see something that doesn't look right, you have an obligation to come forward, call 911. Say something, say something, the nasty Reagan slogan of say no to the drugs. Now, the mayor couldn't say his name. I guess he couldn't pronounce it. Um, the confidential informant, a.k.a. commissioner, uh, of course, I'll give him credit. He probably didn't volunteer to go to the press conference, but he's got to. It's sad that you got to be the court jester to his majesty, the bird, and you've got to show up. Two hours after the incident, the confidential informant told us that. Two hours into the incident, they're on scene, okay, just above it, at street level, he mentions all the responding agencies. Of course, a lot of them had a block park five blocks away because these idiots are blocking the section where they need to be because they're doing a press conference. And most alarmingly, we, we you know we know that Governor Domo and uh, Mayor Big Bird just could not bear to say the suspect's name so they let the um, confidential informant do it. And most alarming that the confidential informant says that he intentionally detonated the device. Yeah, well, okay. You've got the same reaction I did. So they looked at a little video. This is, remember, we're two hours after the incident. And he knows beyond a reasonable doubt that uh, our friend here hit the button. Now, let me see this. I've practiced this. I've gotten it through my mind. I've decided that I'm going to blow myself up and take as many freaking innocent civilians as possible. Look, there's a platform over there where there's a bunch of people. Now, nah, what the hell? I can't wait. I'll just do it here in the hallway and blow myself up. That's what he said, intentionally. This is the product of the services of law enforcement that you're getting because of the liberal left, because of the social agenda, because of the reluctance to call who these idiots are, who these brains, these shit rags that are doing this, and the reluctance of calling who they are. And as a result of that, We've got to kind of, oh, everything's normal. It was one guy, don't worry. There's a little firecracker in his pocket. And it's going to get worse. The other day, uh, former Commissioner Ray Kelly came on television, and he talked about, get ready, there's going to be a lot more. And the reason he said it, because he knows that the police department can't say it because Big Bird won't allow them to say it. And they're coming. Because of a liberal agenda. Freaking sad. So, there's one more thing I want to put on real quick before we, we break out of the segment. And this guy is in charge of um, issues that used to be important, whatever the hell it is. But he's going to break down how the system reroutes itself. Wait till you see, wait till you hear this before. Thank you. As the commissioners have both said and the mayor and the governor have both said earlier this morning, 
uh, we received an alert of the explosion that happened in the tunnel, and immediately the MTA and the Transit Authority shut down the lines on the uh, on the 8th Avenue line, the A, the C, the E. Uh, many of them were rerouted. Uh, I will tell you right now, they are all back. The only disruption we have right now is that on both the 7th Avenue line as well as the 8th Avenue line, we're bypassing uh, the Times Square 42nd Street corridor, and also the shuttle between Grand Central uh, and Times Square is currently shut down. We expect it to be back up and normal by, uh, by this evening's rush hour. Uh, I do want to also state that uh, on November 6th, uh, just a month or so ago, we had a tabletop exercise with the NYPD to coordinate our efforts in the event that something like this ever happened. And the result of that was today, in less than two hours, we are back uh, totally up to speed uh, in getting our passengers around. I want to especially uh, thank not only the NYPD, but also uh, our passengers and our customers for their patience. Thanks for being patient, even though we're complete buffoons. And I, I not only told you that we've practiced this and we've done it, and I've told you what lines are open and what's not working in case there's secondary and third groups out there. This is amazing. Two hours into the incident, and they're up there talking logistics. Everything's minor. It was no big deal. And people are buying it left and right. Folks, this is alarming. It, it really is. It's getting to the point that it, it's turning into a circus. So obviously now that they've mentioned that the NYPD did a, a rehearsal drill down there, well, we'll look at news feeds and whatever we can find about how that worked out. And we'll abstract a little piece of information here and there. You're giving the enemy the gameplay. I mean, I, I can only imagine that our military sits there in utter amazement to the stupidity that these people have. But we'll roll into episode number two um, on the Ivy League of Domestic Terrorism. We're going to start spelling it out little by little on each show. I'm taking my time with this. Because I want to show you how to listen, watch, kind of like put your ear down on the railroad track so you can hear the train coming. And so we're going to take our time with this. So how do you connect with us? Easy. You go to Google. You lift that thing up. And right there in the search bar, you put L, capital, L, police, radio. And you hit it. And what comes up is going to be a bunch of social networks, and you can connect through us through there. iTunes, Stitcher, Twitter, you name it. Uh, I have Facebook and all that other stuff will pop up. Too difficult? Well, just go to lpoliceradio.com, and that'll take you to our page, and you can go ahead and enlist in the ranks. we got a lot of things on the agenda coming up for 2018. We are going to go into a training format. And that's going to be done on 09 training. And we'll discuss that more as the year uh, approaches, um, the new year approaches. Uh, as I've said before, my co-host is still out on leave. And I continually ask for your uh, patience as um, 
little Mike Sierra is getting bigger, fatter, faster, and uh, it's like a $6 million man. We're rebuilding him. So um, stay encouraged. Stay encouraged. Now, I want to get into that segment, and you and I are going to have the conversation. Have a little talk with myself. A little private conversation, a little self-examination, a little attitude correction, a little soul search and inspection. Start heading in the right direction. Take a little walk. Have a little talk with Folks, it's time to have that conversation. We live in dangerous times. They're in the scripture. They talk about those days. And this is the beginning of birth pains. Can you really stop a maniac that is a worshiper of evil to detonate himself and kill others? No. Can government stop it? Probably not. Will it happen in the future? Probably so. But there's one thing that you can live confidently with, and that is if you put your faith and your reliance in the Almighty on an every day that you acknowledge that we are all sinners and you are a sinner and I was a sinner and I am a sinner, and that I ask for forgiveness of my sins. And Jesus cleansed me of those sins, and he covers me, protects me, gives order to my angels to oversee me. And if anybody were to succumb to evil, you would awaken in the presence of the Almighty. We live in terrible times. Just put on the boob tube and you'll see it. And we're going to live in worse times as the day comes nearer and nearer and nearer to, to the beginning of the end. And right now, this is the beginning of birth pains, but sooner or later, the system will be so out of whack, there'll be one man that's going to arise and he's going to have a cure fixed for all. And that individual will be called the Antichrist. But if you're a believer in the almighty Jesus Christ, you won't see a lot of these things because you would have been raptured. Take my word for it. Pick up the good book, 66 books in one. Open it up. Read it. And you can see it for yourself. Don't live without protection. As, as humans in our flesh, we straddle guns on, knives. We're prepared. We have situational awareness, and everywhere we go, we're looking around. But we don't have the one protection that we need, and that is a relationship with the Almighty. You can't not ask for anything better. There is no missile guiding system, no 
missile defending system that can protect you like the Almighty can. So it's time to have that personal reflection. Is this something that I need in my life? Folks, next Thursday we'll be back on with the Ivy League of Domestic Terrorism right here on El Police Radio. Don't forget to connect with us, and I'm out.